Welcome to the CFC Jacks Midweek Podcast, where we discuss topics related to becoming a fully devoted, spirit-empowered Christ follower. We hope that wherever you are today, you'll be encouraged by the truths discussed in this podcast. Well, good morning. Welcome to Q&A. We're so glad you decided to join us this morning. So this is your opportunity. If you have questions from the sermon that you would text them in. So you'll see the numbers up on the screen. Uh, We'd love to have them. We've had some that have already come in. So we're ready to go. All right. Thanks for the call this morning. The call this morning? About the outfit. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Match. Although I just saw it on the TV and I'm like, wow, we really do match. (laughs) Winning day. And actually, you're the second person that I've run into today with yeah, the thing. It's pretty that's funny. What all the cool kids are wearing. I guess so. It's a great day. <laughs> um, but we do have some questions coming. I think this is always um, kind of a, it, it really hits home with people when mm. talking about wisdom and, yes. and hard circumstances. Um, I've, I know I have many of those listening through this and thinking, wow, I remember thinking, thinking back to past situations, I was double minded hmm. in that and mm. my flip-flopping and back yeah. and forth. And, and right. so it's interesting to think yeah. about that. It, it was it was helpful for me to, to see how he's clear about defining the symptom, what it looks like, mm-hmm. and then where it comes from. What it looks like, and we experience, you just described it, we, we experience the, it looks like just back and forth, mm. back and forth. But to recognize that back and forth has a heart issue behind it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's always a, uh, well, it's humbling, but it's helpful that uh, once I can see the symptoms in my life, uh, then that's the gift of the Lord to see what's going on invisibly in my heart that I can address. Mm-hmm. So first question here, would you say that being indecisive is the same as lacking wisdom? Uh, well, it. If you describe indecisive as um, something that I'm taking, some, some people describe indecisive as, well, they, they just take so long to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, there's always more to say in the text than I have minutes to say, but we sometimes think of the wisdom of the Lord like a vending machine. I put in my quarter and I had to get it back. And it doesn't say he'll answer. He says he gives generously and without reproach, but it doesn't say he gives immediately. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes waiting on the wisdom of the Lord is a refining of the double-mindedness in my life. So if indecisive is described as, well, you take you take a long time to make a decision, I think sometimes we should take a long time to make a decision. Mm-hmm. If I am back and if indecisive is I'm back and forth, well, if my back and forth is rooted in new data, new understanding, and I don't think that's indecisive, then I think that's being willing to go, oh, uh, now mm-hmm. that I have new data, I can make better understanding. a better decision. Right. Yeah. And so, but where the data stays, stays the same, and then I am back and forth, back and forth, um, yeah, that's probably evidence of lack of wisdom from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Probably. And it's always dangerous to lay a label because I don't know the specific situation that that question is being asked. But so uh, underline the word probably in that sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Italicize it. (laughs) Um, On situations where the 
answer isn't right or wrong where scripture isn't yeah. guiding clearly. Um, but we have a choice of either going right or left, and we must walk by the Spirit. So that was kind of their setup yes. there. Mm -hmm. How can I tell if I'm being double-minded or if I'm carefully considering if I'm walking by the Spirit and hearing the Lord's wisdom rather than my own thoughts? Yeah. yeah. There is, well, there's, I want to answer that in two ways. Mm -hmm. First, um, we are dealing, this whole text, I believe, is dealing with where there's not a black and white, where there's not sure. a right and wrong. We're not asking the Lord for wisdom uh, where he has already spoken clearly, unless it's, okay, how do I apply that clearly? Mm -hmm. It's often in areas where there's a choice left or right. So how do I how do what was how do I go about that? How do I know I'm walking in the spirit? Sorry. Yes, how can I tell if I'm being double minded or if I'm carefully considering okay. it walking? Spirit. Right. Uh, here's another thing I wish I'd have given more time to. We we should. It is not uh, offensive to the Lord to seek wisdom from other godly individuals. Mm -hmm. Often, oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes, wisdom of the Lord that's promised in the text comes through another person. It may come through His Word, mm -hmm. it may come through the prompting of the Spirit, but it often comes through seeking counsel from other godly people. So uh, in that, how do I know? Well, I, I want to always be careful that I'm not just... Uh, functioning as an island. Mm -hmm. There really is beauty and strength and good in life in the body of Christ. So so I want to seek out that wisdom. Give a practical example. Uh, a gentleman called me recently seeking some, he started with, hey, I need some wisdom. And so uh, this was recent, and I was in this, had been in this text for weeks, obviously, and, and so he said, I need some wisdom regarding a, a career decision. And he described his uh, situation to me, and one of the first things where a person is married, I always ask is, well, what does your spouse think? And he said, well, my spouse has said to me, my wife has said to me that she will submit to whatever I decide, that the decision is mine. And I said to him, uh, that's awesome. That's a great place for her to be. I suggest you go back to her and say, thanks, honey, for that. Now, with that understanding, what do you think? Mm -hmm. Because she has a thought, and you will be wise to surface that thought because she is going to interpret your decision <laughs> based on what she thinks, whether you surfaced it or not. So, so you might as well go ahead and... Wisdom in the front. Yep. <laughs> it's like I've been married 36 Hi. years. <laughs> so, I'm serious. Thank you. Now... Tell me what you think, because a wise husband does seek the thoughts and perspective, even though uh, as head of the home, uh, the ultimate decision does lie with him. He should think through, 
I really want to hear your heart and your mind on this so that we can be of one mind. Does that mean he is always going to do what she thinks? No, that doesn't mean that. But it means that he is able then to say, I know you think this, and I respect that. Here's why I think otherwise. Mm -hmm. And he can address this because she's going to live with her thoughts regarding his decision. So he should find out. What it is. So I think oh, that was a specific example to say uh, one of the ways that we know we're walking in the Spirit is that we are following the steps that the Scripture says we should in seeking wisdom, and asking the Lord includes asking other godly people. Now, sometimes we get into a habit of we only ask other godly people and we never mm. ask the Lord. And there's a great passage in Joshua with the Gibbonites where the, where the Israelites trust their own wisdom, they trust what their eyes see, they trust what their ears hear, and they trust what one another think, and they trust what other people say, and they never ask the Lord for his wisdom mm. on the situation. And so they end up doing something that they should not. So always ask the Lord, and as part of asking the Lord, never um, neglect the gift of the wisdom that of the Lord that comes through others. And when we're married, we should always put at the top of that list our spouse. Hmm. Yeah, it's there's something powerful about not living in isolation yes. when making decisions. Right. The bigger the decision, the less you want to live in isolation. Yes. Yes, because you sometimes have a tunnel view mm -hmm. of the situation and don't think of other questions to ask. That's always right. been something that's been eye-opening for me is when you invite others to speak wisdom, they have better questions mm -hmm. to ask about the situation. Yeah. And sometimes we can be tempted to simply ask the people we think, we guess, will agree with the leanings we already have to support those leanings mm -hmm. uh, and kind of get bolstered in them. And when actual maturity actually may be to go, I'm already leaning that way, I would actually benefit from those who might see another perspective that I don't have. And again, uh, I've shared oftentimes one of the gifts of the Lord to me is my wife, Jackie, and I, but I had to learn that lesson. Mm -hmm. uh, our differences uh, initially in our marriage were wrongly but honestly perceived as a drag. They were a hassle for me. If she could just think like me, then we'd be better. <laughs> uh, there's such arrogance in that. But uh, So the, I had to move from not just um, – it's a hassle to tolerate, to actually appreciate, to go, no, she has a viewpoint, she has perspective, she has understanding that's different than mine. And though that may slow me down and that may frustrate me, honestly, because obviously I have an opinion because I think that's the best, but I could benefit from other perspectives. Mm -hmm. So be wise and seek people not who just agree with you, but who may have bring different perspective that is necessary. Mm, that's a great point. Um, next question here. What about times when you do what you thought God was asking you to do, but the outcome still goes sideways? Uh-huh. Good question. Uh, and um, if I'm going to – let me be really blunt here. We often think outcomes 
equal validity of decisions. Mm -hmm. Good outcome means good decision. Bad outcome means bad decision. Not true. Not true. There were good decisions. There are good decisions that have what we would consider bad outcomes. In other words, unpleasant outcomes. Mm -hmm. But they were still good decisions. They were still right decisions. And there's other times where we made really poor decisions and the Lord in his grace bailed us out from what the consequences would have been of those poor decisions and brought about some really unexpected, undeserving good from those poor decisions. So never equate the outcome, the 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 label of the outcome as then determining the label of the decision. Yeah, I've had many conversations with people. I thought this is where the Lord had me, and it's falling apart. This is just hard. Right. But that doesn't mean that you're not right where the Lord wants you to be. Right. But it seems like that externally. Right. It got. Uh, I made this decision, and it didn't get better. It got harder. Mm-hmm. And harder is not my enemy. Mm-hmm. Hello, friend. Not cheesy. Seriously. Uh, hello, friend. You are bringing new uh, places of dependency in my life for more experiences of sufficiency, for greater calls for faith more in my future. So, uh, again, outcomes are not the best uh definers of the quality of a decision. Mm. A question here about when you talked about saying yes before God answers. I'm really struggling with saying yes before God answers. Why is that? Uh, uh, I don't know. I, this So this is a guess. So <laughs> mm, woe is me if I think I can interpret to know your heart perfectly. My guess would be that uh, if I have a reluctance to say yes to a person before I know their answer, it's because I don't trust them, honestly. It's mm-hmm. like, mm, uh, something in my past tells me, or it, it's, that uh, was too quick. It could be my past experience tells me eh, they're not always trustworthy, or my past is insufficient to tell me that I can trust them. Sometimes it's just ignorance. Sometimes it's experience, and other times mm-hmm. it's ignorance. And so it may be, and ignorance is not, I'm not saying that in a negative way. I'm saying it's an absence of experience, so therefore you don't know if you can trust them or not. So it may be that either you've looked back and you went, uh, the Lord has done some things that have been really painful to me, and I've not yet learned to count it joy to give thanks in those things and to see his goodness that he was uh, whether by sight or by faith, he was working all things together for good. I've not yet come to that place, therefore, I don't trust him. That is why profound, uh, not profound, why we intentionally sang after the the message today, trust you, Jesus, because contentment and counting joy are the overflow of a trust in Jesus. So if you're if that's the condition, I would do. Uh, I would encourage you a couple specific actions. Uh, number one, if it's because you have questioned and doubted the goodness of His actions in your past, that you say, "Lord, I confess, thinking I know better than you. 
I confess that I am leaning on my own understanding and not acknowledging you in your rightness, your goodness, and all my ways. If you're not familiar with those verses, I'm quoting uh, from the Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. So I confess that I'm not trusting, I'm leaning on my own understanding. Or I acknowledge, Lord, I don't know you well enough yet to, to give you my yes. I want to know you more and give yourself very specifically to the reading of the scriptures so that you might know the Lord. The scriptures are not just truth. They were revealing a person, and the person of Jesus is the person that you need to know in order for you to say yes before you receive his answer. We have on our website something called NT90, the New Testament in 90 days. I would encourage you. It's 20 minutes a day max, and you could in, uh, I think it's more like 12 minutes every day, you could read three chapters of your New Testament, and in 30 day New Testament in 90, in 90 days, you could be through your New Testament. I'd encourage you to take that step if you are struggling to say yes to Jesus, because he is trustworthy, you just don't know it yet. Mm-hmm. Thinking back, even as um, you were teaching this morning, thinking about certain circumstances where I'm like, wow, I just wanted control before I said yes. What? Oh, I know, right? Um, I never <laughs> want control. Um, where I genuinely can think back, where I'm like, I was not willing to say yes because I wanted control in the situation. Therefore, I was not trusting him hmm. in that. And just, it's interesting to think back through those things and see how the Lord's grown me. So, why do you think we want control? a lack of trust. I think that's what it comes down to. It's just a it's a pure lack of trust. I'm not a value. I'm just no, a genuine I, question. Yeah, I think so. Because if I think about my thought process in the situation as well, is this going to work out how I want it to work out? Mm-hmm. So do I trust that you really have my best in mind? And yes, he does. But am I trusting yeah. in that? Because what if it doesn't work out right. how I want it to? Yeah, and it's, I guess for me, it's not only outcome, it's process. Hmm. Um, I not only want the Lord to answer, I want Him to answer quickly. And I don't like to kind of wait in that hmm. that process of, because uh, there's some specific things that I was leading through us through the prayer of wisdom this morning. Uh, you know, I had multiple things to choose from, uh, but one of the things that I'm asking the Lord for wisdom from uh, it's like, Lord, answer sooner would be far better than That'd be delay. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And so I think control for me is not only an outcome issue, it's a timing issue of mm-hmm. waiting upon the Lord. And I don't like to wait because in that waiting, I do feel um, uncertain. Mm-hmm. And a little directionless and not very productive. I like I like to be on the move and be taking action and so it can be hard to wait. That's a that's a version of control as I think about wanting mm-hmm. control in my own life as well. Oh yeah, I can totally identify that with for me, like the patience of it's hard to wait. Yes. It, it, it's hard to wait. They that wait upon the Lord. Shall renew their strength? Mm-hmm. Uh, Isaiah 40, 31, maybe that's where we need to go when we're struggling to wait on the Lord. 
Mm. Agreed. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I know last week at the end, that, that statement of when hardship comes to be able to say, hello, friend, mm-hmm. is there like a key takeaway statement from this week's that you would encourage as we're leaving with, <laughs> as we're wrapping up? Hello again, friend. Hello again, no. friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I don't know that I have any um, any cute or a clever takeaway. I do think I would not want us to miss the essential nature of contentment Mm. that puts my heart at rest because a lack of contentment really is a reflection of double-mindedness. And when I'm not content with, with where the Lord has me, I really am. I'm shutting myself off from the wisdom of the Lord because a major driver of discontentment is I need to get out. I need to change. Things need to be different. And I can't hear the Lord clearly in that because I'm always running it through the filter of, is this going to change my circumstances? So uh, I would simply encourage uh, our listeners, myself included, to, uh, Paul says, I learned to be content. So contentment is not something we experience with a snap of our fingers. It's something that we learn. So maybe uh, invite the Lord uh, teach me, Lord, how to be content. It's mm, a good, good prayer for this week, certainly. We thank you so much for joining us, and thanks for your questions. We hope you have a great afternoon. Thanks for listening to this episode of the CFC Jacks podcast. Be sure to watch as we release new teachings weekly, along with additional content during the week. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit us at www.cfcjacks.com. Thanks for listening.